Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible uh, Reaction <laughs> Reaction Show. That's what it is. I'm just reacting to something. And I just want to say that I've intentionally chosen the lowest quality video I can on my phone <laughs> because I don't want this to be a serious video. I'm hoping that people will ignore this. In fact, I've even left my fan on. So hopefully there'll be this irritating noise in the background and you'll think, ah, oh, I don't want to listen to this either. But the thing is, it's reacting to something that's been in my head and I can't get it out of my head. So I thought I'll make a video of it and that way I won't be thinking about it anymore. My, my hope is that <laughs> you won't watch it beyond a certain point of time because the video is so bad and the audio is horrible as well. But yeah, what am I reacting to? I'm reacting uh, to a reaction. <laughs> I saw a reaction video by a comedian to another comedian that was being booed on stage. And so comedian A was a local comedian, he's Douglas Lim, and he was reacting to an international comedian, Joe Coy, who was hosting the Golden Globes. Let me turn off my laptop. Yeah, he was hosting this big Hollywood event, which was an awards event a couple of days ago. And he was essentially receiving a very cold response from the room. Some people booed him as well. Now, I watched the video, I couldn't hear any booing, but I saw lots of headlines, Joe Coy booed on stage. Now, why? Why did this happen? Now, when I first heard about Joe Coy hosting this event, uh, I, I encountered it uh, through the newspapers, you know, worst host ever, you know, Joe Coy bombed at the Golden Globes. And to be honest, when I read those headlines, you know, they're from big, big newspapers like The Guardian and uh, some UK newspapers. I don't know why I'm still reading UK newspapers, but yeah, they're all saying that he bombed, he did really badly. I believe them, you know, because, because not because of Joe Coy, but because of Ricky Gervais. Now, Ricky Gervais is legendary. Years and years ago, Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes. I think he did it a few times. And every time he does it, I'm not sure whether you can say that he did a great job, but he really insulted the, the socks off everyone in the room. He would turn up with like, with like beer <laughs> and put it, plonk it on top of the podium. And you could tell he's already been half drunk. And he would just start roasting and roasting and roasting all celebrities. And everyone hated it. But if you're watching it on TV, you loved it. <laughs> and what happened this time was someone else, I think, trying to do the same but not nearly as cutting or as nasty <laughs> as Ricky Gervais. And I think because he wasn't this, you know, you know, he didn't mean it as much. You know, people were reacting in a way that they could almost kind of like push back. You know, they didn't like the idea of being roasted at this big Hollywood event where they would be receiving awards, that, where people were applauding them, you know, they done this big movie and everyone was saying it's like the best movie in the world and they didn't like this tiny little person on the stage making fun of them. And so what I watched this morning was a comedian reacting to Joe Coy, who is also a comedian. And this local comedian was saying essentially what they saw when they looked at Joe Coy on stage was the help. They, they, they essentially saw someone like the waiter making fun of them. And what they were reacting to was, or reacting from, was their success. You know, I'm this A-lister, I'm this celebrity. Who do you think you are to make fun of me? And it made me think. It made me think that maybe, maybe there's some truth to that. Now, Joe Coy, 
um, if you don't know, I, actually, I imagine most people might not know who Joe Coy is, but he actually is quite an uh, quite a famous comedian, and he's from the Philippines. And so he's very proudly Filipino. Lots of his jokes have to do with like rice and making rice cook. I love those. And that's why I know him. You know, I've watched him on Netflix and stuff. And he's actually really, really very good. But the thing is, um, it's the first time, I think, it's the first time you've had someone like him, i.e. an Asian hosting a big award show like the Golden Globes. And also some background that I didn't know before this was that he was only asked 10 days before the Golden Globe. So he didn't have a very long time to prepare. Uh, I watched a few other um, kind of like talk show reactions to Joe Coy's performance. And they're all saying stuff like uh, this. And this is from Howard Stern. By the way, uh, Elaine, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks, not Raquel. <laughs> thanks for, for mentioning that. I watched that um, this morning and he was saying how typically people would get six months to prepare for this huge event. That means you plan the jokes, you know, you have lots of writers and you run them and you test them and you practice them, but 10 days to do this huge event. And I think the reason why it was 10 days was because I think they asked a lot of people, including like Chris Rock, who's also the kind of like in your face kind of comedian, and he said no. Now, when you have these big comedians saying no, you know, there's probably something going on <laughs> that they're wary of that maybe we wouldn't be aware of if we were just a typical bystander. And I think what it's going on is that they knew that this would be kind of like the reaction that typically you'd get in these kind of events. And in another talk show that I saw, this was by Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, by the way, Howard Stern and Whoopi Goldberg really applauded Joe Coy. They thought that he was great. Whoopi Goldberg said that Joe Coy was sort of like the best talents that you could get to ever host these kind of events and one of the best comedic talents. But the thing is about these kind of events, and she's speaking from experience, is that you need to be able to read the room. You need to understand that these people don't like to be made fun of. And you need to be kind of like very, very careful because everyone wants to have a good time. They want to laugh at the same time as well, but they want to have their dignity intact. You know, they don't want to be insulted. They don't want to be made fun of. They just want to be talked about in very, very good terms. And you need to understand that. And she, what she said was, I think she said something like he was being thrust onto the stage and maybe wasn't prepared for this kind of situation. Because understandably, I think in a way, he isn't mixing with the crowd he's used to. These are really, really big celebrities. And the way that they look to him is this little tiny guy on stage who's speaking to them in a way that they're not very used to or in a way that they don't want to. Now, uh, why did I uh, think about this all day? And I actually shared a post in my Instagram uh, as well. You know, Again, I'm hoping that by this point in time, no one's listening. But I said that this kind of like had parallels to my own experience because, 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 because I lived like half my life in the UK. And I kind of like felt this way whenever I was ministering in a local English context, which wasn't a lot. I, I've got to say it wasn't a lot. I, I, I tell people I go to a Chinese church, but actually, in honesty, I did go at the same time to a local English church. And so I was very, very much exposed to what it was like going to church and doing ministry in a local English setting. And um, out of all those years that I was ministering in the UK, I always only ever remained within the Chinese church context. And, you know, I have since, you know, done a lot of, you know, teaching and preaching and that kind of thing. 
but only ever once in a local English church. And that was the point of the post. You know, the point of the post, I only had one opportunity to do that. And I saw Joe Coy having this one opportunity to do this. And he was considered a bomb. And I think I kind of like bombed as well. But I think I bombed to the point that I was never, ever asked ever, ever again by any other church. And I think it had more to do with perception than performance. It's not that I bombed in the sense that I did so badly because no one, no one, no one, I think most people don't even know that I spoke in this one church, but that most people don't want me to speak in these other settings. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. Maybe I regret saying that. I, I don't know. I don't know. But the truth of the fact is two things. Number one, I was never ever asked in either a church. But second, the other thing that worries me more is that as I look at the list of Sunday sermons, of all these churches, which are in the city center of the town I lived in, all of them, not a single one of them has ever asked, you know, how do I put this, an Asian or a non-white person to ever, ever preach in their, their churches in the last 15, 20 years. Now, there's one church that, that is an exception, and everyone knows what it is, and that one is quite an exception. But everyone else, zero, kosong. And so already I feel quite fortunate that I have the opportunity to kind of like serve even within the Chinese church and to preach that one time in that one English church. But for everyone else in all these other churches, zero. And there's something to do then with not just that they cannot find anyone, because if you know the city I live in, a lot of these churches have a lot of internationals, you know. Um, some of these churches, half of them are internationals. Half of them are you know, almost even Asian or black hair like me. <laughs> and it may be either one of two things. Number one, not a single person is qualified. Now, maybe, maybe it might be the case that not a single one of them can ever preach, can ever be trained, can ever be adequate enough to preach from the front on a Sunday. Or number two, um, which also could be likely is that they don't want someone like this to be preaching on a Sunday. And I think that has parallels again to the Joe Coy incident. Uh, I think um, considering these two circumstances, number one, you know, it's just training. If there isn't anyone who's adequate, 15, 20 years, you, know, you hope that you would train at least one person to be able to do this well. Number two, if it is perception, if it is an internal thing, whereby you're not doing it because you don't like it, whereby the direction of your ministry development is based on not just what you want, but what you don't want. I don't want this kind of person to be upfront, to be serving, to be doing this kind of ministry. Then that is a hard situation that needs to be dealt with on the inside. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's just my rant. <laughs> I don't know where this headed. I'm hoping things will change. You know, I still go back. I still check every Sunday. Say, hey, who's preaching? Who's preaching this week? And then I know the people who are attending, I know the people are serving and thinking, oh yeah, this guy again. Okay, good guy, you know, very good, good sermon, good message, encouraging. But when will there be a Joe Koi? When will there be someone who is Filipino or Singaporean or Malaysian or South Korean or Taiwanese or Chinese who will be able to deliver a, an adequate, that's what I'm saying, an adequate message that will encourage everyone on a Sunday morning in, its, in an English church? Yeah, when?